So welcome to this edition of Seen and Solved, presented by Hubbard Hall. I'm Tim Pennington, editor of finishingencoding.com. And again, today we've got another topic we're going to discuss with Fernando Carmanoli uh, from Hubbard Hall. And this one's going to be membrane filtration for cleaners. You're listening to the Seen and Solved podcast brought to you by Hubbard Hall. Better results, less chemistry. Fernando, thanks for joining us again today. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tim, for having me. Yeah, that will be a pleasure to explain a little bit more about membrane filtration. So that's not a uncommon thing. When you were talking about chemicals, filtration is part of the, the process. A lot of different markets use membrane filtration, and that could be a broad of a different filtration. I would say most of the medical market uh, that produce medical devices or, or pharma, produce drugs, optical market, all the uh, high-end wastewater market, oil and gas, they all, food industries, they use filtration. They use uh, membrane filtration to uh, pick what is the element that they need to filter out from the reaction and keep the another elements working on the on the process. For our usage on the surface treatment today, it's it's very common to use uh, filtration on the painting when you're gonna, for example, e-coat. You, you use use membranes to to filter the, the 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 paint, the pigment. So, but today we're talking about uh, membrane filtrations to uh, remove oil from the cleaner. When you're talking about a membrane and you have the liquid that you're gonna filter, that is mainly four different four different ways that we can call different process. Mm -hmm. the, the most common, also use it on the on the plating industry, is the re reverse osmosis. So it's very it's very common to separate ions equal salt uh, detergents, certain kind of detergents. And those kind of uh, op operation that I will describe, that's all related with what is the size of the membrane. The reverse osmosis, I think that is the big pores that we're talking about. It's like about 100 micron pores that you can do a re reverse osmosis. So the nanofiltration, that's another word, nanofiltration, you can use, for example, to, to take dyes from some process or take uh, antibiotics or filter out sugar from a processed uh, food. That will be a really low, it will be like a 0 0.0001 micron. Another one, it's the we're talking about microfiltration. That's exactly that one that's used on the on the paint, for example, uh, on the resins. That will be about one micron. So today, that we're gonna uh, talk a lot, it's we call ultrafiltration. Mm. So ultrafiltration, you can use like to to select some proteins from from the food from some virus as well and emulsified oils. So basically basically that's exactly what we're talking about. You have a cleaner that will remove the oil from the parts and this oil will be emulsified on the on the solution 
Mm-hmm. And uh, passing through the main brain, we can. You're going to discuss all the details later, but basically, what we'll do is the wire will be trapped, and the good cleaner will pass through. That's what you want it to happen there, correct? Right. So it gets through with that. Yeah, we need the good juice. Right. <laughs> Keep the bad out. Kind of like my cholesterol, right? Good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. That's right. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So okay. So let's let's. Uh, so you got a shop that says. That you know they're, that they're dumping their cleaner solution way too soon, uh, or way too often, I should say. So, what what process is suitable for membrane filtration there? Okay, so this first of all, this is a this is a patent. It's a, it's a, the membrane is patented. This is this is a the company that uh, Hubert Hall acquired. Yes, Arbortech. Yeah, Arbortech exactly. And that's why we brand it now as uh, AquaEase Infinity. So this is this is metallic membrane. That's another thing. That's a kind of different membranes that we can talk later. But uh, there are already forty market. Right. What What is the most common market that they use this kind of ultrafiltration by the metallic membranes? Uh, I would say company that produce fasteners. Everything that is loaded with oil, right. everything that is loaded with oil on the soak tank, that this uh, a processing tank will be holded, and then you have parts coming up loaded with oil and need to be out free of oil, like fasteners carrying a lot of oils, tubes carry a lot of oils, right? Uh, brake calipers carry a lot of oils, like everything that is tampered like steel stamp and then use the the bending uh fluid uh reel to reel line that produce coils that's also a lot of material not that much oil but you produce a huge area in a small tank normally so those are some of the the markets that we see that uh uh we could be used you could extend the, the cleaner life using membrane filtration. Right. Okay. Great. Um, so if somebody has a, uh, a spray machine chamber with a split cleaner, would that be something that would be a candidate for using the member filtration? It, it depends. Yes and no. And I will explain why. Okay. When you're talking about a spray machine, you just describe it. This is a split cleaner. Normally, it's a split cleaner because there's a tank on the bottom, the sprays on the top. Mm-hmm. The pump will take from the bottom the liquid and spray the good liquid on the on the solution, on the parts. Mm-hmm. And all the oil that will come up from the part will be seated on the top of the, the solution. So this oil, normally, you can you can take out with a weird or, or a wheel or a oil separator. There is a lot of way that you collect the oil from the top, and that's it. You don't need a membrane filtration. Gotcha. So why I said maybe? Because so uh, most of the job shops, or even even if you do a, a a a captive production, it could be a mix of oil that come on the part, okay? And the cleaner, the specific cleaner that you use, it will split but most of the oils, right? Most of the oils. Some oils could be on the solution, and this oil could be, emul- it, it's going to be emulsified. 
So just explain what is the one example, what is emulsifying? It's like when you when you see when you have the milk and you have the the percentage of um, fat or oil that's gonna be there, it's emulsifying because you cannot see the oil on, on, on the milk. It's there, it's mixed. It's right. the water and the oil on the same solution, and you don't see different phase, different than the split. So some of the manufacturers, they will clean parts that the oil on the part could be, some oils will split, some oils will emulsify. But, uh, but most, I, I would say that's, it's not common. And then you need to see, you need to see exactly this operation. But most of this application will be more for soak cleaning. Gotcha. When you have a tank, mm-hmm. And then you dump the parts, you dunk the parts on the soak solution. And this solution emulsified cleaner. That the surfactant is different. Hubbard Hall had purchased Arbotech, which had been around for a long time, uh, very well known. Uh, and, and now you all have it and you've kind of renamed it the Aquis Infinity. Uh, so what's the difference, do you think, between that? those products that you're putting out and maybe some others on the market. What are they, what is it uh, the uh, Aquis Infinity doing so much better? That is a big difference that we saw on the market, talking about the main brain. So always we see, we, we look for the customer and our goal is less chemistry, less uh, uh, discharge. It will be a saving for the customer. It will be a, a, a pleasure for us. So. If, if you talk about main brains, there's main, for example, zeolite or, or some membranes that is made by plastic, mm-hmm. by like polyurethane or, or some fibers. So those are rechargeable. You use for certain uh, turnovers and then you need to dump the filter. Okay. Some, for example, plastic, they're not good for high temperatures for example and then oh yeah true. you need if you need to use as like common for a cleaner 170 160 that will not be good and then you need to use ceramic so the ceramic also it's good for the temperature but it's not good for the ph mm-hmm. if you use a really high al- alkaline solution which you need for some case that will not be good. And, and also, that's a turnover that you need to dump every, let's say, every cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aqua is infinity. It is a synthesized stainless steel membrane. We, t- we talk about metallic membrane. What it means, it will be suitable for 0 to 200 Fahrenheit. It will be suitable for 0 to 14, the pH. Okay. I yeah, believe or not, I visited customer in in Ohio, and uh, they produce a their large uh, tier two automotive mm-hmm. automotive tier two, and uh, they using the same membrane for fourteen years. If it was not <laughs> metallic, exactly. If it was not metallic, it will not be there. So imagine the savings that that brought a lot uh, another another point is you will save uh, what is another difference it is a marriage between the equipment and the chemicals 
results, right? So in the past, in the past, you see a lot of uh, people that try the, the, the membranes, but for any cleaner. And then when you start to work on the cleaner, you start to filter out with the membrane, it was good on the beginning, on the first, second day, on the first right. week. But then it changes. And then right. the efficiency go down. Why? Because some membranes, they, they strip off the surfactant as well. So because the cleaner mostly, they're made from builders, which is, you know, the alkalinity for, for the alkaline and, and, and some weak or strong acids for the acid side. But let's focus on the al alkaline side. So they're, they're made from builders and they're made from surfactant. Some surfactant, they're not suitable for uh, ultrafiltration for the, the membranes. What happened is as soon as you pass the solution through the, through the, the, the filter, it will strip off the, the surfactant. It means you're going to check the, the, the concentration. The concentration will be there, 5 7%, 10%, whatever the, your, your suppliers say but there is a lack of surfactant and then it will not be the 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 surface tension will not be as expected the cleaning will not be ex uh, as you expected and then it start to go down the quality the marriage between you know the knowledge on the equipment and knowledge on the chemicals you can make this really good marriage and that's that's the secret to last long right Exactly. Well, that's my next, at least my next question is how long do these membranes last before replacement? You said that, you know, one that was there for decades, before, but how long do they usually, I mean, what's, what's the, the average that you've seen? That's the point. As soon as you, you take care of the membranes, as soon as you don't, you don't uh, hurt the membrane, it will be, it will be forever. It will be forever. Like, like I said, 14 years, this, this is already outstanding. And that's a payoff, I don't know how many times. Right, exactly. And today they're dumping the cleaner, I would say, every two months. Okay. Uh, first of all, the membrane, you, you don't need to, to worry about the membrane. The membrane will last a lot, it will last longer. You need to be worried how often you need to dump your cleaner to the wastewater or or somebody else that will pick it up your your waste so we have we have a customers running already for three years with the same cleaner that uh they used to dump every four or five weeks wow that's a tremendous savings if you not even counting the downtime right but it's just a tremendous you're just talking about the the chemicals right that's, yeah that's an, another another topic team if we're talking about what is the value add that can bring, uh, I know that you, I've been I've been in so many different customers talking about this technology. Uh, each customer has a different value add. Maybe maybe like I said, the waste that you're not going to produce or the chemicals are not the the top advantage. For example, I, we're talking about a customer that all the concentrated. They, they're not able to handle the wastewater and they pay for all the waste to pick it up, all the concentrate. Only, only this, it pay off the equipment in, uh, on the 11 months. The return on the investment, only looking for this tangible, 11 months. 
if if we're talking about okay you extend the 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 the, the cleaner life that's another thing when you're talking about cleaners you use always the relation between concentration mm -hmm. and how much oil this cleaner can handle let's right. say a let's put over here one generic uh example a cleaner that you need to add as uh, the soap cleaner is a 10 percent that's it can handle the 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 oil as like three percent five percent of oil will be the saturation point when he when it's here they're done you need to dump because you're not going to produce good parts any longer so 10 percent of 10 percent and you need 10% because we will handle 2 or 3%. If you have almost zero, we're talking about 0.1%, 0.2% of uh, oil that will be on the solution. And then you can reduce the concentration. Right. So it will reduce the, the amount that you're dragging on the rinses. That would be a saving. That's, that's some, some tangible... I would say numbers that you can reach out. You talk about the downtime. Imagine if you dump the solution every four weeks, and then all the time you, today. Today you see how difficult it is for fine employees. Even if your if your supplier has a product to deliver to you, it, it's good. But if not, you have to use as much as efficient you can do so if you every four or five weeks you have to dump your cleaner clean the tank fill it up with water put the product warm it up you know heat it up into the temperature and then start up this is this is all production that you're losing right exactly yeah it could that could be a top one on the on, the, on some situation well, it's really a true vi the true cost of doing the work, right? It's the true the true cost of that, that whole thing. And most people don't know that they don't they don't have that configured into it. But uh, there is uh, the, all those things add up. Yeah, that's why for, we we have a procedure. We always have a procedure in mind when you go and reach those customers. All the customers came to us. If you listen this this uh, uh, podcast and you you feel that you're you can be eligible, for example, what, what, is, what is the procedure normally we do? The first, we do one assessment. That's exactly what we're talking about. We're going to look for the oils, if it's compatible with the, the main brain. We're going to understand, understand the numbers. Uh, for example, if you have a small tank, I would say, I, I don't know, about 50 gallons that you use, Mm -hmm. a couple one or two drums a year uh, it, it difficult that it could be a a saving on this case but most of uh you know regular applicators that use the cleans part every day and you have to look for savings that's that's the point you do we do all the the, the math to see this what is going to be the scenario before and after the equipment you know, and then and then you can have an idea. And we know already some, I would say, some contamination that is a no-no. That's that's not going to work. For example, we learned we learned through the years that 
sterate. It, it's not a, a good contaminant to, to take over with, uh, with the membrane because it can clog the membranes. Even, even if you use in the higher temp, even if you, your solution is a uh, larger quantity than the flowing. So that's not, but all the greens, green, the, the sweet spots are all the petroleum-based oils, all the rust preventatives, everything that will be petroleum-based, that will be the sweet spot for the membrane. Does membrane filtration help them reclaim their cleaner? Uh, can they do that a lot of times? Is there a problem by doing that, but can it? Yeah. So the membrane normally clean 98% of the oils. Mm -hmm. that, that will take over. Actually, if you think it's, it will be, I heard from a customer, that will be an oil concentrator, actually, because you're using your cleaner and you're removing through your processing and you have a equipment that will uh, concentrate the oil on the side. That's basically, that's what it is. Right. So, so it will reclaim 98% of the cleaner. So the difference will be all the solution between oil and water and, and cleaner that will be uh, discharged or will be treated. Uh, but most of the cleaner will come back to the tank. That customer for 14 years that I explained to you, that's a, that's a painting. It's a phosphate line that they painting. And then also they strip on the same line on the cleaner. And you see the cleaner, it's, it's completely oiled and black by the, the paint. And when passed through the machine, it come back, look like a fresh cleaner. It wow. sounds like right. a magic. If you take a beaker and you look through the, the light, it's completely, uh, it's yellowish. It's like fresh cleaner. And that's, that's what the, the, the magic happened. And then also we can do this. We have a small machines, a bench machines that we can test it out. If the assessment come up good, we can go and try before on the small batch, see what's, what's the result. And then if you like it, that's the way how we're doing now. We're doing like a risk-free risk, risk -free trial. You open your line, we put the, the, the machine on your line, work for one, two, three months, whatever you feel comfortable. And if it works, it goes for, you know, a, a buying or, or a lease. That's another thing. It seems like it's a no-lose situation. I mean, really just to try it out and see, you know, how it could work. Exactly. Even more than no-lose situation, you start to win on the first day. You save on the first day. Right. You start seeing it right away. That's great information. Well, well, like you said, I think it's something that a lot of shops should take a look at if they're not using it. Uh, like I said, they could get get in touch with you and uh, visit HubbardHall.com uh, and, and see that all the great information. But I want to thank you again, Fernando, for really explaining that of uh, membrane filtration and, and, and the cleaning process. It's been very helpful. And I think a lot of shops definitely should be taking a look at this, just certainly become more efficient. Exactly. Thank you for the opportunity to clarify some Dava, more doubts, please go to our website, huberthall.com. Over there, you can have a web form, and then we're going to reach uh, back to you and uh, see exactly how we can help you. Great. All right. Thank you, Fernando. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. The Seen and South podcast is brought to you by Hubbard Hall. For more podcasts, visit hubbardhall.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe, rate and review, and join us on social media. Produced by Awcast.